everybody welcome to the 10th episode of the nubus podcast we have made it to 10 to double digits it's amazing we have made nice. it to double digits All right. <laughs> yeah i know Success. it's amazing i know who think who think we'd actually manage to stay on air this long but hey there we go <laughs> um i am joined today by my dear friend nova hello you may remember um, from the other podcast Yes, he he has been on he has been on this before, yes, and also one of my you know regulars, Eric. What's up? So we are going to launch straight in because it's been a busy week, and um, one of the reasons why Jeremy's not here and is because he is off doing some sort of shenanigans, you know, plotting for world domination, and I'm not going to be here next week. So that's the reason why the roster's changed a little bit. So if it's out of order, you're all just going to have to deal with it. Because I'm not going to be here next week, which technically means I broke my promise from last week's podcast. But hey, nobody's going to remember that anyway. So it's all fine. We are going to launch in to MWC, the World Mobile Congress, which was this week. A lots of really really cool things happened during that con that congress. A lot of unexpected things. Who watched it? Was there I, anything that really kind if of If I'm completely honest, interested? I've only just really heard about it. I didn't I knew something like that existed, but I've only just started looking at the past couple of days. But I've looked at a few videos and stuff. Yeah, there's some cool stuff there. Really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, there definitely is. So from what you have seen, like and considering you're relatively new to the whole thing, what were the things that really struck you as being like super cool? Uh well the interchangeable parts thing. On which was that? Was that the Samsung? That was that was the LG G. Oh, the LG. Sorry, yeah, that that shit's cool because it means that phones could potentially become upgradable in the future. Like, yeah, so which you is keep super... one handset and you you just upgrade the chip in it and the CPU and all that kind of stuff, which is a cool idea. It it makes me really kind of curious because you know Google had been trying that with the, I think it's the Aria, um. I'm probably pre- completely butchering the name, right? But it was Google's first modular phone, which was built on this concept. And it's really interesting to see, to see that LG has managed to come up with a working, sellable, modularized phone, while Google, who would probably have, you know, a lot more money than LG comparatively, well, right? Yeah, of course. Couldn't put anything together, while LG, who are keeping this very much under the rug, have come up with modulars for, like, you know, the camera assets for... Um, for hi-fi, for audio, um, having a little change that will run, a little partner that will run like robots and droids. Another bit that is, you know, perfectly suited for VR. You know, lots of really cool kind of niche little things that, you know, I'm really surprised that, you know, LG were able to get there and Google 
hadn't you know it's a really encouraging step because i personally i love anything mobile tech anybody who has known me for years will be able to tell you that you know i spend far too much money on mobile phones because i need to know how they work and how to break them and then how to not <laughs> Sounds like my them. sister, but she yeah. just she, she breaks them by dropping them in her cup of tea I, I break them by breaking them. That's that's my <laughs> that's that, that that is quite literally. I will push the software to a point where it'll go no, stop it, and then it'll just cease to work. So the fact that something is mo is modulized really makes kind of I don't know the engineer or the four year old in me go great. How long will it take till I break it? I really want to break <laughs> it. I want to see how far it'll go so that I'll break it because there is you know. There's probably differences in terms of kind of processings and reboots and stuff like that. But the fact that, you know, it quite literally the bottom kind of chin of it pulls out so that most things in it, you know, bar like the processor and stuff like that, are changeable. Which just makes me really intrigued and actually excited. About it means you can break of... it and then replace it easier. Exactly. <laughs> And, that, and that's huge for me. I can go break whatever I want and then just replace it again. Like, you know, like trying to supercharge a battery or something like that. You know, I could just go and buy another one. It's simple. And it's what and it's made me excited about, you know, about mobile tech again. Well, the thing is, like, just general technology, motherboard, CPUs, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller and more powerful and more powerful and more powerful. So, like... It's not going to be surprising in the next, like, 10 years or so. We're going to have, like, top-end computers in the mobile. And it's just going to get even crazier and bigger. And what's more yeah, it makes, me, it makes me really excited about what the possibilities of doing something, of stuff like that are. Because if you think about it, you know, in terms of kind of innovations and things like that, stuff like um, Windows, you know, Contendium. Contendium? I'm I don't know that. I, I, I am butchering names again, okay, but it's cool. basically, but it's basically where you take um, your Lumia phone that has a high-end processor and it works like a desktop if you plug it into a to anything with. Oh, a I see. Okay. And it's it, it just goes to show you, like this is what mobiles were selling themselves as like ten years ago, like pocket PCs. When yes. this is actually, you know, ten years later, it's actually becoming a reality. So give it a few more kind of give it a few more years and we will basically be able to kind of for the best part of things to kind of to forego desktops and stuff like that. Like technically, you know, in like in five, ten years time, I will be able to run all of my Mac processes just from a screen that I have lying around, not just, you know, needing to have a MacBook Pro anymore, which is, you know, amazing when you think about it yeah well, it's, ca it's kind of true already like the desktop even though it's not becoming obsolete because i love my desktop and i couldn't live without it but the fact is like nowadays for just general use of like using the internet and skype and just general stuff like that you can do most of that on like a tablet nowadays so like oh yeah because so, so, the, the, basically the tablet is eventually just going to supersede the laptop it's just there's going to be like kind of almost no point in getting a laptop because you can do everything that you would do on a mobile computer, which is already in tablet form, which is a lot easier to use. And then obviously that transfers to phones as well, which a lot of people already do. So yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of uh, a weird thing because I remember when the tablet first came out, and I was like, "Who's going to buy that? No one's going to buy that." 
it's it's pointless. You might as well just buy a laptop or have a nice phone. And it's like in between. It's like, but then it's just taking off, and other things are becoming obsolete because of it. What yeah. do you think, Eric? Um, the I mean, like the laptop. The only thing it has over, you know, a tablet is just you know memory. And uh, you know, that's really about it. Because even that's kind of pushing it. Because if, if we're talking about just normal everyday use, you can just say, "Oh, I'm going to use my Google Doc, which is you know connected to the internet." To do whatever I need to do, like my my uh, my spreadsheets, my PowerPoint, or my Word documents. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, I have my streaming Netflix on my tablet, anyways. And you can also just you know watch pretty much any video player through your web browser on your tablet. Um, yeah, I can totally see it taking over. And when I think of uh, people who heavily want to use, like, oh, I, I'm I'm into gaming or whatever, then obviously. When you think of game, you don't think of a, a gaming laptop. Everyone knows those are terrible ideas because they're going <laughs> to yeah. overheat. Yeah, so you just build a better desktop, and also it's cheaper. So, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see, to see where this goes. And when I started seeing, you know, my classmates in college have tablets that hooked up to a little mini keyboard, I was like, this is this is the end of them. <laughs> it really the is. End against. <laughs> and the thing is with laptops as well. If if te- this technology to like kind of upgrade phones and Put new processors and new parts and interchangeable things like that. That's something laptops still don't do. Like with a laptop, you buy it. When it dies, it dies. That's it. There's no coming back from that. There's no modifying it. There's no upgrading it. That's it. For or at least, part. if there is, you know, it's exceptionally difficult. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's not easy to the... get into a laptop at all. I've tried yeah. a few times, but it's just you just it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do, and it's also, you know, trying to find upgraded parts for something specific will wind up costing you about probably like a quarter of what a brand new laptop would anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, laptops are you know, way more expensive, the parts for them. So. so it's interesting to see kind of where the variations of kind of how come laptop technology is not necessarily moving at the same pace as other genres like, you know, tablets and you know, mobiles is really kind of, is really interesting to me. Mm. It's because they're becoming the main thing. They're becoming the thing that's making them money. So they're not concentrating on them as much, basically. Mm, yeah. So besides that, even though we tangent, we yeah, tangent sorry, sorry. On, that, on that quite badly. <laughs> um, what else really excited you about watch you guys have seen? Is it um, I guess uh, VR technology. Of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we got, we got a price on the Vive. Yeah, there's all kinds of. I mean, every every convention, there's always you know push for VR. Um, you know, I'm just afraid what, what that holds for the future. Is it just going to become Matrix? People just don't go back to real life anymore. I don't know. It's dangerous. It's very yeah, likely. Yeah. I, I I saw an image a while back that someone had painted on some. I think it was on Imgur or something like this. And all it was was this kind of scraggly man in like barely any clothes, just sat in the corner with like all the world falling apart around him with his VR headset on. And I was like, oh my god, that's dark. <laughs> Is that what we're all going to end up like? And yes, probably very true. Because can you imagine what it's going to do to Warcraft if there is ever kind of a VR kind of experience for Warcraft? Those people who play WoW will never be seen for will never be seen again. Like, Oh, I know, because I'll be one of them. Um, I, I will also be close to it because there was um, there's talk of it coming out for the Final Fantasy MMO. 
Oh wow, really? And the and and the and for kind of for kind of PlayStation VR and stuff like that. And wow. there and like there is a very there is a very real possibility that you will all lose a staff writer, a friend, and editor. You know, when, when <laughs> that comes round, because she's just like, no, last time we checked, she was still blowing stuff up, and she was sitting on a rock looking at some scenery, and it was all very pretty to her, and she hasn't eaten in about twelve days, like. Like that, like that, like that's a real fear. Like that's a real, that's a real fear for me. Yeah, I know because some of the uh, I don't know if you've seen much of the Google Cardboard stuff. Because um, obviously that's really interesting. Yeah, bits and pieces. Because um, they basically on the I've seen some demos of it, and what they do, they've kind of set up this like empty room, basically. All the rooms got in it is like just like blank canvases, basically set up around the room. And then you put on the glasses and then the room like comes alive and then that's kind of you can design your room in the virtual reality sense. So instead of putting nice curtains up or getting a nice table and stuff like this, it could all be done in virtual reality so your house could look better with these virtual glasses on. I know that's kind of very impractical, but it's a cool concept. Yeah, no, no, it's 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 a very cool concept. Um, it's one of those things that you know, it makes me really interested to see, particularly in the case of the Vive, right? How different these um pieces of tech are becoming because the Vive needs, you know, a room for it to be placed in because it has yeah, sensors, the issue with it has it, yeah. monitors, and. That's completely different to Oculus. That's completely different to Samsung VR. That's, you know, I'm interested to see kind of who they focus tested to think that that was going to be something that would work for them. I'm not saying that it won't. I'm just saying who has a spare room in their house to dedicate to a VR center. Now, don't get me wrong. It'll be immense. Of course. But... Like Nova, where are you going to put it in your house? Like, no, uh, like the, the spare room where you stayed—that—that's—that's that's it. That's so, gone. So, 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 I am now sleeping on the couch. Then, yeah, what yeah, talking. that's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I can deal with that. <laughs> can, can I not put on the headset and pretend I'm in a digital bed, and you can sell it as that, but it's my digital bedroom? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Let's do that. that. Yeah. Yes. And then you can just like you know past me like like a duvet or something like that <laughs> I mean, like there you go because uh, imagine stuff like animal crossing with like vr like and the sims with vr the sims just VR imagine that for terrifying. a second like, that would be terrifying it would it would be terrifying unless you were god like on you know you would not want to be one of the sims because can you imagine you you going to like being like this is great i'm gonna go and get a coffee and then the door being taken away from you, <laughs> and then and then suddenly there's like an oven, and you're like, okay, I'll make myself some dinner, and it goes on fire, and you're trapped in a in a room that is burning on fire, and you're gonna die. Oh like, my god, this this is this has got to happen now. So like, what, like, one person is the sim master, and everyone else is the sims. Oh god, like that, like that's <laughs> <laughs> that could be some traumatizing shit right there. That that that, that is absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, like that is that. But just without a doubt, one of the worst things my brain has concocted for the for VR. Right? I haven't yeah. even thought about the process of what would happen if you died in a virtual environment. Like, cause cause in like Warcraft or Final Fantasy or whatever, you do die. Yeah, of course. You know. So what happens to you? 
you get extremely disorientated. I don't know. Like, Next will be pain sensors and stuff. I think yeah, I might be going a like, bit too far. You never know. Yeah, like I, I, you know, I, I respect the distance that I have in my brain between the controller and yeah. what I see. So while I'll be pissed off if I died, I don't want to actually be the one in first person who got shot by a flaming ball of whatever and ends up in contortions on the floor. Like that, yeah. that, that doesn't. That doesn't sound pleasant to me. Not really, no. No, like that, like that sounds awful. Like, <laughs> why, 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 why would I want to do that? Oh god, this is taking a dark turn already. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 yeah this, <laughs> this, this is just this is just going to be one of those episodes, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, this is already just going to um, be one of those. Episodes. In relation to the mobile stuff with the VR, because imagine, because obviously, like when you're talking to people, friends or family abroad, like over Skype or what have you, you can have the video up and have a video call but imagine that but with the um head the vr headsets on so you can you sit down you're literally sat opposite them in the vr having a conversation with them oh like it's... uh like in captain america when you're having that meeting and there's a hologram like yeah, star wars yeah because yeah. yeah. that thing that will very much potentially be possible it might be not for a while because the hologram stuff and capturing it and what have you but that kind of thing would be extremely cool. It it would be because then that technically means I could come and sit in your sofa without being there. Yeah, exactly. Which is weird but awesome at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So this would this would definitely enhance phone sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, like I I hadn't you see, I went down the whole murder kind of death despair kind of route. You just jumped immediately to like what's the kinkiest thing that we could do with this? Can have orgies without ever leaving your house. Like, oh yes. I. I <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't think we need to really elaborate on it. No, I think it's no. one of those things where mine needed further explanation, and while that just kind of really doesn't that sort of self-explanatory, <laughs> really, isn't it? Yeah, but anyway, my, my... The, the, because the concept is out there, and I know I've seen some people potentially working on it. Um, yeah. It's. It's. It just I made, mean, like it bridges like obviously like you take it like thirty forty years ago, where like the telephone was like the big deal and that's how you contact people who were vast different distances across the world, uh, or back to like the telegram or what have you like, and now it's like the this is the age of communication, so that will take it one step further as well. Yeah. No. Definitely. Okay. So. What else did we like from MWC? Um, well, there's a lot of talk about the the Samsung Galaxy S7 Edge, and I um, don't really understand why. So tell me why I should be interested. Yeah, I, I no, I was gonna ask you the same thing. Why am I? Why should I be excited? I, mean, I have a, I have the S6, but not not the Edge. All right, think yeah, I, I think it's the S6. I have the Edge, or had the Edge. Well, I have the Galaxy Core Prime. Ooh. It's it's actually I, it's lower down. I don't know which one I have. Never mind. I, it's <laughs> either the S five or S six. Because they all look the same. Yeah, they do. Um, which, but... which which serves interestingly the biggest point for the Samsung Seven is that it looks exactly like the six. Mm. If you know, I understand that it, looks aren't for a while, like don't mean too much to a phone. They do to some people, mm. but. 
like some people rave about, oh look, it's curved on the back. Oh my god, it doesn't matter. Like it's what's the, it's basically the hardware, but no one who buys phones really pay attention to the hardware, and that confuses me slightly. It's, I'm looking yeah. at the articles and saying like everyone's saying it's the top phone now for some reason, and it's like, oh yeah, it it, it brings back waterproof technology. Um, I guess enhances all the basic features, but I mean, I don't know. I just I'm looking at it. Uh, do smartphones really change dramatically that much over time? Uh, yes, uh, there like there has particularly where where the biggest kind of rifts are um, is the is once again the whole thing that we were talking about earlier is that tech is getting smaller and more powerful and then cheaper. Oh. as a result so the middle market you know a flagship from like two years ago would be a budget tier phone for about like a hundred euro these days so where you would have paid like three four or five hundred euro for a flagship three years ago would be the same power as a phone that is worth about 100 euro brand new today so there is a certain amount of kind of processing and stuff that does change with it. But one of the, I don't the one thing that I don't understand when it comes to the S seven, right? Is the fact that okay, fair enough they've listened and they've brought back the micro SD slot and they've brought back water resistance, which is great. But their biggest problem that they had with it was the fact that the battery was shit. And it ran out constantly and fine there was quick charging which kind of helped with that process but other than that besides the camera you know having a different range of aperture those are really the only things that really have changed with it and for me it's not enough of an upgrade if you've already bought a a 64 gigabyte you know a six then would you really want to upgrade it for something that just has basically, you know, water resistance? Like, not waterproof, water resistance. Yeah, which is you nothing, know? really. Like, if you still drop it in a lake, it's still going to die. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's. I think it's like it will last 30 minutes under a meter of, um, of water or something, a body of water, okay, yeah. right? Which, you know, is probably enough time to fish it out. But yeah. I've dropped, It's alright if you I've... drop it in the loo by accident, for example. Yeah. yeah, but last time I checked, unless you flushed it down the loo, most phones that I've dropped in any sort of puddle of water, which I have done, I, you know, <laughs> I've, I've done it. And I'm not ashamed to have done it. I mean, it's a first world problem, I've done it. And, um... <laughs> what it is. And, like, all of my phones have survived. Like... It's. I have never left it that long, where or more importantly, know what to do with it when your phone has gotten wet. Put I think that's rice. the bit. Put it in rice, or Im- you immediately put it in a towel. And if it turns on, or if it's still on, great. Turn it off. Stick it in rice. Put it in the hot press. By tomorrow, it'll be fine. You know. Yeah, no, no, that's well, you, what you should do. Don't turn it on. Is turn it off. Take the battery out. Put it everything in rice, and then just leave it for like three days just yeah, to be on I mean, the safe side I, I mean that's that's if you know that it's completely soaked but if it's quite literally just fallen in like a small puddle like I'm not gonna lie lads where I live it's Ireland it rains <laughs> constantly like I have only ever had one phone die due to rain 
you know? Yeah. And that was my iPhone 4S died to rain. And it was the screen that died to rain. Siri still worked fine, and I was able, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, thank God for Siri, even though nobody used Siri, right? Siri saved my ass because my credit card, here, here's, here's a long story for you. Okay. Tangential, because I'm hosting, so it doesn't it really does. matter. It's all good. <laughs> so I'll just cut this I out got... recording, it's fine, don't worry. <laughs> so I got all of my money nicked when I was in work one day. My, my bank account got scammed. And I had just gotten paid and all of my money was gone. So I needed to go, and it's a long process to try and file for something like that because all of my stuff was debit card, not credit card. So I needed to go and go to the guardy, go to the bank, go to talk to whoever. And one thing led to another, and I was never able to get to work in time. But it was lashing rain because it was miserable, and of course it was the day I got scammed. You know, the world basically flooded. And so thanks to Siri, I was able to call my manager call the bank, call my mom, and call whoever else I needed to, even though my screen died. You know, because of all the rain and all the walking around and all of the being in and out of kind of police stations and banks and stuff like that. And I don't really know where I was going with that statement, but it just goes to show you that there are some usefulness things that don't that if you have it set up if your phones are not completely water resistant if you have other features that will compensate for it then great but most phones that i've had since then have not died due to rain exposure which means why is there so much hype about water resistancy i mean come to ireland if you want to test out your phone's kind of ability to withstand rain you know come here and live like that that's a pretty good estimate yeah you know, for how much rain. You're in England. You know this very well, too. It rains oh, a lot where we are. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> and, I bet you, and I bet you a few of your phones have died to... No, I, I've never had a phone die to rain. I've never dropped a phone in the sink or our cup of tea or the toilet or anything. So, to me, the water-resistant thing is just like, well, I'm, don't, I'm not going to drop it in water anyway, so I'm not going to pay another 500 quid for a new S7 just for just in case I drop it in the water. Yeah, I mean, look, I dropped, you know, I dropped my iPhone 6S in a sink that was full of muddy water, right? Nice. Like, with full of chemicals and stuff like that in it as well. And um, and it came out of it fine. Like, I immediately went in and got it, but it was still turned on and it was still fine and stuff like that. And I was like, well, you know, nothing has killed it so far. So, you know, I don't know whether that's down to the OtterBox or if it's down to the phone itself. Probably a little from column A, a little from column B. But yes. I wouldn't pay, like, €600 Euro for a phone that cites as its main features a micro SD card and water resistance. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like, that's it's no, like, it's like that's... paying for um, water resistance on your tablet or your PC or why? Yeah, I mean, not if, you know, unless you have had the experience where you're a surfer, right? Or if you're a marine biologist who likes to watch Netflix while they're scuba diving. Yeah, but even then, there's specialist equipment that you can buy. Like, there are specialist underwater cameras that you buy. And I'm not going to lie, all of these propaganda images of, like, 
kids and teenagers and like young adults like ourselves who are meant to be out at like four in the morning you know around pool parties and shit like that dropping our phones into the pool like (laughs) that is that is not my life no exactly (laughs) that's that's what who it's catering for essentially yeah like like that is that is my life people who do drop their phone in the toilet regularly yeah well look i think i think if you (laughs) base an ad on what is your likelihood of dropping phones in the toilet I think that would that's that's something I can relate to. I cannot relate to pool party girl. You no. know? I can relate to somebody who's standing there doing something else or listens to music while they're going to go for a shower and the phone drops in the shower. Like I get that. I can relate to that. Why would you listen that, to that, music that... on your phone in the shower? Well, because I have one that's like it's in the bath and it's not a full shower. If you do that, you buy like a digital radio, a proper shower radio that is yeah, but, designed yeah, but for like, that. No, but then I have to go and try and buy a Bluetooth speaker to leave in just, the bathroom. You just go in the other room and turn the speakers up really loud so you can hear it while you're in the bathroom. Yeah, but I think you forget <laughs> that I'm back living with my mother. Okay, okay, like, play, like, yes, like, yes. like, like, that, like that's not gonna fly. Yeah, right? yeah. like, okay, here's what I do. I just get a guy to play guitar outside my shower. <laughs> <laughs> it works so much better, you know. Quality is better. It's right there. And you would probably save yourself a hell of a lot more money too. <laughs> Depends on how much you judge by the hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but who, who <laughs> takes a, who takes a shower for over an hour? That's true. That's like, true. Like 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 who? Like that's probably pool party girl. Pool party girl probably spends an hour in the shower. You know, but that but that is not my life. No, no. No, that that, that, is, that is not my. Life. It, it, this this is this is a weird episode. It is. It's already weird. I'm this already is a weird episode. In. It's fine. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay, so we don't. So cliff notes of that is we don't get the point of the S7. No, I I, to, to be fair, honestly, I don't. Unless, unless you're like a high working businessman, which you're using it twenty four seven, using it for everything. Like that's your life in the phone. For business, work, family, everything, and you've got all the apps that you need. You need all this space. Then I could understand paying the five hundred quid for the kind of the latest one that's the fastest because you need that. But a lot of people just kind of buy the next phone just because it's the next phone. I know people personally who have done this, and it's it, for me, it's not worth the money. Like I've got, I've got a phone right now that I paid about a hundred quid for, and it does everything that I need. It runs pretty much most apps. It runs games very well, uh, and it's quite fast. And it hasn't slowed down since I've clogged it up. So it's already working exceptionally well. So I, I need a better reason to pay the four five hundred quid for the latest phone. Is what I'm trying to say basically. Than just water resistance. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, moving slightly on, what do we think about kind of the flexible bracelet that's very kind of star trekky oh i well, think i might have seen that um is that the one where it's it's like it's a, it's a giant like kind of smartphone that goes around your wrist yeah no? yeah it is and i don't i think it's cool i think it's kind of it's it's what it's like it's in the 70s what they thought technology would be at this stage <laughs> yeah, oh. it's always that, funny that, that, to look back and see what they think we're we're at now. Yeah. We're not. <laughs> yeah, like you look at it and it's cool. Yeah, it looks heavy, 
like that's that, that's the one thing I'll say for it, right? It really does look it really does look heavy. And I, you know, I like it I like it as an idea, but I don't really know like it's it certainly doesn't not seem practical. It's it doesn't seem like it's where the rest of technology is right now cuz I would much prefer to rip out my phone and be able to kind of do whatever I needed to do with new with a UI that doesn't look like you have to manually press buttons on the actual cufflink to do what it needs to do. I'm wondering who it's geared towards. Like, what was the focus group they tested that yeah, they thought that this, you, you know? I mean, what purpose does it serve by flexing? I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of exactly. Yeah. It, like, technology, new technology has to serve a purpose. Even if it's for entertainment, what have you. It's cool. I'll give it that. But it serves no purpose. Yeah. yeah. Which have you is... guys seen the gear? The Samsung gear? No, I've not seen that. Um the The watch. The... Oh yeah, like the gear the gear two. Yeah, I have like I rotating have bezel. Yeah, yeah. Like I have one because my 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 dad's friend used to work for Samsung, like in Korea. And he gave yeah he gave us one and when I I'm, I'm the only one in my family who doesn't have an iPhone I switched to a Samsung because my dad's like oh no it's cheaper at Costco so that's what we did and I have it and I hooked it up and it's just like uh, there's no fucking point there really isn't any point at all to have it it's like oh you can Bluetooth connect to your to your to your phone connect your contacts blah 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 you can download some mini apps for it I hear there's there's a new version out already. And uh, yeah, and it's like cool. You can text your friends in an instant and check Facebook, blah blah blah. But it's like it's an incredibly crappy, watered down version of your own phone, which I have on me, anyways. So yeah, I, I really don't that. see the point. It's the same <laughs> it's with the so Apple Watches. Dumb. I don't. I just don't get it. Like you yeah. wear a watch to tell the time, not to do everything your phone does, which is. A foot, a foot away from you in your pocket. It also tells the time. The phone also tells the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess coming from an advocate and somebody who was an early adopter of smartwatches and stuff like that, I totally, I get it. I totally get why they're useful, why they're, why they're important, and why I still have one. Because for people, it's really useful for people who are like exceptionally busy juggling shit so i I, I I, completely see that yeah so in terms of like i have a smartwatch because i run two jobs on top of the newest i have various things going out through the week and college so knowing that if somebody like is pinging me for work wise that'll come up on my phone on my watch even if i'm in work and if it's something important i know i'll need to go and deal with it straight away yeah, and it gives it gives me the ability to prioritize what I need to know, you know, and what I need to focus on. So if we get new articles in, unless somebody has sent me a message relating to one where there's been an issue, you know, I know I need to deal with that sooner than me checking my emails when I get home and then realizing, oh, I'm like two hours behind, you know, or potentially missing something that's super important that needs to come up. It's also really useful in meetings when you know if somebody rings you and you don't want your phone on the table to be like okay my mom's calling me i really need to get up and go okay yeah no i get what you mean it's more discreet than a phone 
yeah, and it's yeah. it's certainly it's certainly more social. Now, don't get me wrong; it makes you look like an ass. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it like like it does. It it definitely does. Look, you, know? you mean the same kind of way that the Bluetooth headsets when they first came yeah. out for your phone? Yeah, and, yeah. I mean. I mean, I mean, honey, you, you, Joe, you, you and I have known each other for for a numerous amount of years, right? Yes, yes that is and true. and the first time we met, you know, you gave me a big hug, and then one of the first things you said to me was Apple Watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was just Did like, I actually, uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> and and it was, and it was one of those things of I have, you know, it's good that I have known him for so long because otherwise that's completely coloured his opinion of me, for <laughs> you know that I'm just some prick when actually it just helps me prioritise my time, you know. Suddenly I am pool party girl, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but just don't jump in the pool with your watch on. Yeah, it's, oh yeah, like let's not even go near that. Um, but um, but no, like it makes you look like a complete tosspot. Like, and I'm totally aware it makes you look like a complete tosspot. <laughs> but there are certain things that I will say specifically about the Apple Watch that is really cool. Because I try and go to the gym, and this is not a plug. This is just something that I find really cool. Right? I don't need to take my phone with me when I'm going to the gym because my watch will track my workouts and it'll also sync with my bluetooth headset that i have for running that's wireless so i don't need to bring any extra shit with me to the gym i just need my headset and my watch and everything is calculated for me and i can just go and do my workout and then go home again Hmm. same if i'm going for a run or a walk i don't need to bring my phone or any additional stuff with me so it so it is useful in certain specific like the stuff that it's tailored to do well it does really well yeah i get you you know Mm. so it's definitely like there is no point to getting it if you're not multitasking with a lot of things yeah no i understand like like as i was saying like the reason i'm saying that is because for me i i would have zero use for it and it'd just be like a fancy piece of tech that i could show off to people that would be the use of it for me because i've I've got everything i need nearby yeah yeah i get you Mm. But yeah, so the cuff serves, seems like it serves no purpose. No, I, I, it's weird. Which is, which is, which is kind of sad, really. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's all, like, with stuff like that, it's, I don't know, because is it, like, going on sale soon, or, like, what, or is it just, like, a concept? I don't think it's a, con- oh, it's a prototype, yeah. It's a prototype, okay, so, yeah, if there's not enough interest on it, it might just be, oh, this is a cool prototype, Prototype. we can do this, what can we do with this later, or what yeah, else yeah. can we do with this tech, so, I don't mind it for that reason, because that's the whole point of innovating technology and moving it forward. One of the things, speaking of stuff that, we don't, that I don't really understand, right, okay. you know, cash, the people who do, like, build lorries and trucks and stuff like that? I, I they've go, come out I with go. a. Th- they've they they've if you Google CAT, they yeah I've, yeah I know, I know truck, what you're talking about yeah trucks and shoes and that kind of thing right, and they've developed a thermal camera phone. Okay. So basically, and, predator vision. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool, yeah, but who 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 and why? Yeah, because that kind like, of shit is obviously used for military purposes or spying stuff, purposes. Yeah. yeah. Wait, that's it. But it's only <laughs> thermal images from 100 feet away. Like, 
how how stealthy are you really gonna be if you're only a hundred <laughs> foot away from something? Yeah, that's true. Like, and like, I'm like, I'm sorry. That that's not James Bond level of stealth. You know that 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 is not Solid Snake level of stealth. That is quite literally knowing that somebody is in another room to you if you can see them through the glass kind of stealth. Yeah. Like, okay, crazy exes, you never know. Oh, that, that, that is very true. It could, it could be potentially useful for restraining orders. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, cool. But once again, don't don't really understand. Oh, one last question. Just uh, I mean, This doesn't really pertain to the, to the convention as a whole, but just technology in general. So, we have these curved screens now and and such does that really an enhancement in any way maybe it cuts out on glare is it really like that great to have a curved screen are you talking about like the curved televisions and stuff like that yeah curved television or curved monitors yeah so not really like they they are they don't add any necessarily more quality to them uh even though most of them nowadays the new tvs and stuff well they're all 4k which is obviously better quality anyway but it's mostly it works better with the 3d that's about it because obviously like when you go to see the imax that's 3D and that's curved, uh, and I that, see. You, you get a better 3D effect from it. But since 3D didn't really take off at all, yeah, it didn't. <laughs> it doesn't really do much. It looks cool. That's it. Which most technology does nowadays. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So. yeah, that 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 kind of sums it up, really, doesn't it? Yes. Um, I coming from somebody who had um the. Galaxy 6s Edge. I really loved the Edge screen. It just it really lacked utility. You know, um, there wasn't much purpose to the curved edges on them as kind of secondary screens. They didn't really do anything in terms of kind of your everyday. You know, it was meant to enhance productivity and all the rest. But the only thing I ended up really using it for was as a nightstand. Where, you know, the bar at night when it was charging would tell you the time. And if you had any messages, like, that's all I used it for. Okay, fair and So I felt that there was a lot more to be gained from it. Yeah. But, you know, we're not, we're just, we're not quite there yet. You know? Mm, I know what you mean. The thing is with phones as well, like, a lot of people use them for a lot of different things. Like, they can do, like, back in the day, they were just, you could call or text. That was it. That's what a phone was used for. But now they can do so much more. And a lot of people use them for a lot of different purposes. Because, I mean, mostly for me, I just use it to call and text and occasionally read my emails. That's not, I don't use it much beyond that. But I know a lot of people do use it for other things. So, like, phones nowadays have to, like, do so much that they have to attest to everyone. Make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Um, I guess, but that's the dynamicness of, you know you know, the range of technology that's out there for different kind of purposes, you know, and for different people. So, you know, what we might find really stupid could, you know, to somebody else, you know, be really smart and really innovative. And if you feel that way, feel free to tell us so at podcast at com, <laughs> and feel free to tell us that we're wrong. Yeah, because you know, Yeah, we're always I'm, really I'm interested. wrong on a regular basis. Uh, yes, yes, he is. <laughs> yes, yes, Thanks. he is. It, Everything it, it, I've it, said it, here today is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are, do we think we've covered most of MWC? I think so, yes. Yeah. Okay, okay well, cool. The important so stuff, we, anyway. 
Yeah, anything that was worth discussing anyway. So what do we think? Has anybody played the new, once again, I'm butchering names, the Michonne for for the new Walking Dead, the Telltale game? That sounds good. The pre for season three? I haven't played it. I saw the saw some gameplay for it. Um, I've played the pretty much every other uh, iteration of the Telltale uh, Walking Dead series. Love it all. Great stuff. Yeah, the thing um, is with the Telltale game series, all of them are amazing. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't really matter yeah. what they do, it'll probably be good. Yeah. Um, I still have to do. The, uh, I still have like three episodes left for Game of Thrones, but I heard that was good. I've not um, touched that one yet. Oh, it's great. It's, yeah. Uh, if you can go off topic for a second, it's just like it's like it takes place in the show's universe, not the books, and okay. it's immediately immediately after the Red Wedding, and you play as a separate family, a smaller house under yeah. Starks. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So that's cool. It's great. Wow. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, it's it it's every bit as fucked up and plot twisty as the series itself, and they bring back pretty much all the ma- most of the major voice actors are back, so that's cool, nice. or the actors. And so for Michonne, I look at it. Uh, I mean, I think. It's a good idea of the game. Um, Michonne is a very, you know, popular character, a very unique character to Walking Dead. Um, and I'm just, uh, I haven't played it, but my, one thing I don't really get is like, Michonne is a character who, it's, it's like action heavy. This, this, this is a katana wielding, like, bad. Yeah, she more like suits like a more of an action warrior. type game. Yeah. And Telltale is not an action game. It's, it's, it's what they do. They, they, they do storytelling, click-based games. The gameplay itself is very minimal, but you're invested in the story. It's pretty much what it is. Yeah, it's more about and kind they, of you walk around an area, you discover everything, you talk yeah. to everyone, and then you move yeah. on. Yeah, it's about making the hard choices. And you, you, the whole gameplay itself is just there to facilitate you know, the story. It's like if you screw up on your quick time event, you just do it again. That's you know, kind of what it boils down to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And... And when I was watch, I watched like a like a like a first like five minute demo or whatever of the game, and it's literally just her cutting, ripping apart zombies, and uh, using <laughs> okay. like, and it's just like it's just like, oh, click this button or uh, you know, uh, move your mouse this way, right? And or yeah, and then and it's just it's having her like having a weird PTSD flashback stuff while killing zombies, and I'm just like, this is most definitely not what. You know what a lot of what Telltale is used to doing, but yeah. you know I, I haven't played it yet. So, but I think it look, definitely looks cool. And as a character, Michonne is you know I think she's compelling to a lot of people because uh, I, I've only read a, like a couple of the comics itself, and that's what the game series is largely uh, based off of the more the comics, not the show. Yeah. And Michonne's kind of like I think the first real outsider character, like someone who so, someone who does something like really out of the norm. Uh, until things get stranger down the line, but you know she's like, oh, she's a, a black woman with a katana with two like zombies that have no no jaws and no arms, and and she wears she wears a hood. And it's, it's most like it's like is she a grim reaper? It was so strange, and uh, I think that's what really made her stand out at first. And as you read the comics, uh, you know you find out, uh, you know everyone everyone in the show in the comics they go through some terrible terrible stuff, like, you know god awful things, but. Michonne is, I don't know, she's like known to be very, very strong-willed, right? Nothing breaks Michonne, you know, as far as I'm concerned. And it's interesting to see how she becomes like that. Uh, have you played the game, Laura? Um, I haven't, but it is certainly on my list. I have played, yeah. like, the season two of Walking Dead, and I have read, I think, up to the second compendium. 
of Walking Dead. So mm. I, I know I'm very far behind, but um, I don't feel like playing Michonne would kind of would spoil too much of anything for me, which is why I'm kind of really more intrigued about it. Right. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, there hasn't been much kind of critical reception about it yet. So I'll be really interested to hear what kind of people think about it, but I'm excited. Yeah, because with the Telltale games, there's usually not that much... There is obviously hype around it when it first comes out, but obviously it's released in episodes. So it's usually the big general reviews give it the big thumbs up when it's all released, for the most part. So we'll just have to see. And that's that's how I like to play them when I've played the Telltale games in the past. I like to wait until all the seasons have been released and I'll, watch, I'll play them all, all, all in one go. Because I don't, yeah, like, I don't is... like waiting. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that is, I'm not going to lie, that is definitely one of the best ways of, um, best ways of doing it, certainly. You know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. But no, I, I'm interested in playing it, because uh, it's, it's a nice little spin-off. And uh, the thing is, like, in, like, the series, TV series, I haven't read, I've read one of the graphic novels, but in the series, she doesn't, she doesn't really express herself much. I mean, I haven't seen the recent series, so I don't know what she's like in that, but she doesn't talk too much. She's very serious and what have you. And obviously, a Telltale game, as you said, is very conversation based. It's very act like, yeah, conversation based. So if she doesn't speak as much, then like, how's that going to work? It's going to be interesting, and I hope that I'll, I'm sure they'll do it justice because the Telltale, every single Telltale game I've played has just been amazing. So, have you finished um, Tales from the Borderland yet? By far, my favorite. I did it I all in one it. sitting on a stream. It's incredible. I finished it like last night. Oh, I was so... cool. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> it's so it good, isn't so it? Amazing. It's so good. Yeah. It really, it really, really is. Yeah. Really, really is. Have you played it yet, Eric? Or have you uh, No. Uh, the, I've only ever played The Walking Dead and the Game of Thrones Telltale games. But yeah, I hear Tell something. If you are great. a Borderlands fan, it is the best thing ever. It's or even amazing. if you're not. Yeah, even if even, you're not, because yeah. I have not played Borderlands game. Really? I don't think I've played. I don't think. Because the Borderlands lore and everything, I absolutely adore. The whole story across all of the games is amazing. The writing's phenomenal, uh, and it's it's just it's fantastic. They have the right amount of characters. They don't overwhelm you with like stuff from the previous games. They're like we'll throw in a bit from this one and a bit from this one and a character from this one and then a small reference to this one. But then they don't overwhelm you with it, and it's just so well written, so well written, and r the voice actors are incredible as well. Yeah, yeah, no, they really are. I think that that I personally that's by far the best. It's way better than the Walking Dead series, but maybe that's just my fandom for Borderlands. Well, no, I mean, like, I loved pretty much every second of it, like, without a doubt. The only thing that I guess I didn't really like was that, mechanics-wise, it was a bit same, yeah, which I would have much preferred to watch it than yeah, actually I get what you mean. Yeah. kind of, then, you know, and kind of, and have an opinion of where the story should be going in terms of kind of, you know, the way, you know, the standard kind of telltale thing where, you know, you get to select what response you have. I much preferred that than the quick time events. I would have much preferred to have just kind of let the story play out and just let me make the decisions around it rather than kind of throwing in the kind of the quick time events. Yeah, I see what you mean. Because events. the thing, I think they add the quick time events in just to say, to basically kind of, it, they can sell it as a game because the quick times events are in there. Because they aren't necessarily yeah. 
necessary. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. But um, I, I, I quite like them. I think it adds just a little bit to it, and also keeps you awake while watching it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that. That is very true. That <laughs> is you very come to true. a bit, and you're like, oh god, cutscene. Oh god. Oh, oh. And then yeah, you're dead. And you're like, oh crap. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That happened to me. I think I went and I don't know. I went. To, I was quite literally picking up and taking a drink, and then suddenly quick time, and I was just like, ah. And, you know, I hate it when that happens. It's the same with Resident Evil games because I want like, the cutscenes. Like I'm just oh, oh yeah, cutscene, yeah, I'll yeah. just sit back, take a drink. Oh no, I'm dead. Shit. I think the funniest thing that's at, that when that happened to me was while I was playing Walking Dead season one, and I'm just uh, I'm I'm scrounging around the camp trying to find out. I guess I'm trying to find someone's been someone's a traitor or something. My group. And I'm trying to find out who it is. And I'm talking to this kid who's the son of one of the my, one of my friends, like, and uh, the quick time event was to give him a high five, and I didn't do it in time, and he just kind of awkwardly hit his hand in the air. <laughs> it's like, oh, sorry. Oh no, no, hold on, no, no. That was Assassin's Creed too, actually. Oh, I, okay. and, and that's in Walking Dead. I did manage to give him a high five. Oh, okay. Assassin's oh. Creed too. Assassin's Creed has almost no no real like quick timing thing. Sometimes there'll be very little and it'll just be like, oh, press X to stab this guy. And it really, it really does not happen often. And I was not paying attention and I was supposed to give Leonardo da Vinci a high five and I just did not give it to him. And he was just like awkwardly like, oh, alright. <laughs> Sorry, da Vinci. <laughs> That's the thing as well. With those games, with the Telltale games, like not saying anything is an option as well. I don't think people, like, a lot of people don't use that. Because you, you can literally go through ever. the entire game and not say anything. Because it times out, and that is an option, which I find I interesting. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what happens when you just you don't make any decisions and you just don't say anything at all. Yeah, that be that would be a really I mean, I mean some, some decisions it forces you. You have to use this or this, but a lot of the normal conversation bits you just can say nothing. <laughs> like it could be interesting to do a whole playthrough of all the Walking Dead saying nothing. I think it's. I'm, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, it's probably done. Yeah. I just I might have a look at that later actually. Make a note of that, yeah, I think. Same. <laughs> cool. Yeah, my show okay. looks good. I'm looking forward to playing it when it's all out, so don't spoil it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No worries. I won't. Um I won't be like Skyping you in the middle of the night going, Oh my god, this happened. Yeah, good. <laughs> um okay. So moving on. You know, this this is a small topic, but I think something kind of interesting nonetheless. Uh, you know, you know the MMA fighter. Once I don't know what it is with me and like saying names today, but I'm just gonna butcher like everything I ever say. Cool. Um, you, you know the MMA fighter Ronda Rousey. There we go. Um, yeah, she yeah. wants to play Samus. Um, in I a think... Metro movie. I think when she said that, I, it's kind of taken somewhat out of context. So when she was she was just asked that by GameSpot and GameSpot literally just said who would you want to play and she's like oh Samus so it wasn't like her making just some sort of massive campaign which she did before when she wanted to, she tried to get her fans to petition her to play Captain Marvel that was like a couple months back par, yeah. uh, prior to her fight this is just her answering a question like you know, no harm really you know it's just say her saying her her piece her opinion like if I if you gave me the choice this is who I would play so I mean. Yeah, and uh, I don't, I don't want, I don't want anyone to get the, you know, the wrong impression that she's somehow like is super pushing for it or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, it does lead to the discussion uh, of, you know, whether or not she should. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, she's a fighter. Fine. Mm-hmm. She's not an actor. 
Not at all. Uh, so, you had like three minor roles and yeah, quite frankly, weren't that great. Yeah, exactly. So why would be my? That's a, I know. Obviously, it's probably it's, yeah. You're probably right. It's taken way out of context. Um, yeah. What the question was originally was. I mean, I'm all up for a freaking Samus movie. Like hell yes, oh, yeah. hell yes. I mean, all, all the superhero films going around at the moment. I'm hoping that that leaks into the gaming industry and we get some actual good video Assassin's game Creed. films. Assassin's Creed movie coming out, Michael Fassbender. Yep, yep. Hope a lot. Like in my experience, and I'm sure probably yours as well. Most video game films are terrible. Oh yeah, no, Not vice all, versa. <laughs> most. Oh yeah, definitely. For example, um, yeah. has anyone seen the Tekken film? Uh, I, I no. purposely avoided that. Like that looked horrific. No, thank you. If if you want a, a laugh, please just it's it's hilarious. What about Street Fighter with John Claude Van Damme? <laughs> <laughs> and the Mortal Kombat films, although they're classically good. The first one I have, I actually like the first one. Then I, I, else with the shit. No, I I have said this before, and I will say it again. If anybody ever dares mock the first Mortal Kombat, I will fight you. I will fight to the death over anybody mocking You will challenge someone one. to Mortal Kombat. Is that oh, I will. I will. Oh, like I had a row with somebody about it in film class because I did film in college, and I genuinely said the words "fight me" <laughs> <laughs> over it. Now, keep in mind, I'm a five foot, like five foot three, kind of Irish girl. Like I don't look like I could hold my own in a fight. But, you know, this is one of those things that, you know, this is where I pull out my trump card that I'm a black belt and I can really kind of go and kick the shit out of anybody if I really wanted to. But, like, I will properly fight anybody for seriously this is the first Mortal Kombat. It is a masterpiece. Oh, no, it's great. It's, but it's like, it's cheesy great, which is Oh, yeah, good. definitely. But nowadays, and, like, some, like, movie game films, it's just... Oh well, here's the thing. The, the first Mortal Kombat got the characters right for the most part. Yeah. That's the thing, you know? Johnny Cage is this cocky, you know, movie uh, action movie star. Sonya Blade is this, you know, super no nonsense special forces lady. Liu Kang is this, you know, troubled, you know, young monk. You know, it's, it's great. I, I loved it. Um, second one had to go and butcher it though with their shitty special effects and stupid shoehorning of characters. Um, you know, crap like that. I mean, like I want in this at one point in the in the second one, like Liu Kang turns into a fucking dragon, right? And they have this really, really stupid-looking, claymation-looking dragon fight, right, at the end of the movie. And it's just like, yeah, I get that Luke Kane turns into a dragon as a fatality. Do I really need that in an entire segment of this? Like, ugh, gross. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I, I remember seeing it a while ago, and I'll try and get the link for you, because if you wanted to put it below the podcast. Um, someone did, like, a fan-made trailer of, like, what a good Mortal Kombat film would look like. Like, like a, oh, modern, yeah. a modern, like... Wait, wait, you're talking about Mortal Kombat Rebirth? Yeah, I think that's the one I'm talking about. That that became a a YouTube series. It became like a two... Oh, wow. Yeah, you didn't notice that? No, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. That was like like years ago. This is like, yeah, this is like five years ago. Um, That that got a lot of popularity. Didn't the the creator made it into a live action uh, web series? And it was it was uploaded on Machinima. Yeah, Yeah, it was uploaded up up, sponsored by Machinima.com. And yeah, they had uh, it was they had you know two seasons so far. I'm not sure when season two is gonna come out or, or if they're still doing it. But you know, within that same line of thought, a more of a gritty sort of more realistic take yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not, a more, but they still have the a more Mortal Kombat take on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and they had Michael Jai White playing Jax. 
they had Matt Mullins returning as Johnny Cage, but then they changed him in season two. You know, it's great. You know, I think it's it's for the most part it's great. The, the story gets kind of pacing wise kind of choppy in the second season, but in terms of like the look and uh, the fighting, it's great. Uh, definitely check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I did because I remember seeing the trailer like quite a few years ago, and it was a fan made trailer, and I was like, oh my god, this needs to happen. So I mm-hmm. shit, I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Cool. But more on topic. So yes. <laughs> here's just my 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 piece on it. So. Ronda Rousey, uh, I, I think like she's not, obviously she's not the first fighter to go into films, or you know we have plenty of WWE wrestlers on it who make it big, right? The Rock is yeah, huge now, and you have a lot of MMA fighters go into film, right? Kung Lee, Grandy Couture, uh, you know Frank Shamrock, et cetera, et cetera, what what have you? Uh, Gina Carano, she's in a Deadpool movie, uh, and um, yeah, I mean here's my thing, I don't want to just shoehorn someone into anything and so any sort of new field when they clearly do not have the experience for it um gina carano did get her own film it was called haywire it was like a spy kind of female born film and it had a bunch of famous big name actors in it michael fassbender elon mcgregor antonio banderas for some reason uh channing tatum and uh it was it was interesting i mean the fight scenes were definitely a highlight of that film but i'm not gonna sit here and tell you that this is some sort of like groundbreaking film or that she was a that Gina Carano was some sort of super standout in her role it was very action heavy very less you know more so acting or less acting and um Rhonda just I don't know I never really got the sense she had a great on-screen presence I mean she served her purpose in her previous roles like in Fast and Furious 7 she was just a hired bodyguard right and she had to fight scene with Michelle Rodriguez and then uh, and Expendables three, she, all right, it's more of a more of a starring role. She's she's one of the she's one of the new recruits to the Expendables. But you know, again, it was like it would there's like nothing to really write home about. So to I really against to just throwing her in a main starring role in, of a major character movie adaptation. And granted, okay, I mean we play a Metroid game and Samus never talked, but, but she'll, she'll talk through text. And I'm and we and she did she did have a speaking role in Other M. And I, I, I'm gonna, I'm willing to bet that she has a personality that needs to be translated well on screen. And so my first, I mean, I, I, I kind of rolled my eyes when I first read this headline before I read it in context, because before, like I said, she did try to really, really push to have her casted as Captain Marvel for Marvel's you new know, Captain Marvel movie coming up in the next couple of years. And I was like incredibly against it. And so were a lot of people. It's just like this is a major Marvel character. And you don't have the acting chops for it. Like, I'm sorry. I, I appreciate the passion for it and that you care about this, the, 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 the material. But I, I mean, there were talks of having Emily Blunt and, and uh, Rebecca Ferguson as Captain Marvel. And I was like, yeah, those are the actresses I want for the role. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. I'm more excited about the actual fact that there might be a Samus film or mention of a Samus film than who's playing it necessarily. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's. Yes. <laughs> uh, hopefully, it doesn't. It's not like the fucking Super Mario Bros. film. Uh, horrendous. Yeah. The, 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 the less we have of those, the better. Yeah, yeah. Let's not mention that. I think oh. I read an interview with one of the actors. I forget who, 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 which actor it was. It might have been Mar- actor Mario, and he lit- he said like, "I wish I killed myself when filming this." Oh God. <laughs> oh God. And we're back to it being super. And we're here. back. Yes. Um. Okay, well, I think that's kind of... I think that's that topic discussed yeah, that anyway. Covers that, yeah. 
So, so now on to the super. The hype kind train. of. The hype train. The hype train. Hype train. I, I, I am already on the hype train. Oh, of course. New Pokemon has been announced that we are getting a new Pokemon this year. We didn't get it a new Pokemon It was bound to happen because, uh-huh. like, 20th anniversary and all that. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But still, ah! I'm so excited. Yes. I am I, I am ridiculously excited. I want to um, know what they want to do, though. What, what they're going to do and how many more Pokemon they're going to add. Yeah. I'm, I'm less excited about the amount of Pokemon. I just want to know what's different about it. What are they going to do? What are they going to surprise us with at this time? Because yeah. I will be the first to admit I don't like all the changes that they've made throughout the series. But I do still play them. And I am still very religious in terms of my my loyalty to it. So I will give yeah. it a go regardless. I'm still excited about it regardless. Um, I think it's a very it's a very exciting time for, you know, um, it's a very exciting time. Yeah, it's it just is. it's just it's a very exciting time. There's nothing wrong with more Pokemon. No, but it never. depends on like I don't want them to do the same with like the is it the latest batch of Pokemon or the one before. Where they're like, oh, there's a Pokemon that's a set of keys. There's a Pokemon that's made of rubbish. There's a Pokemon that's a washing machine. Mm. And it just looks like they've looked around the room and run out of freaking ideas and go, oh, look, there's some keys over there. Let's put some eyes on it and make <laughs> our Pokemon out of it. Like, that's what it felt like to me when some of them. So, like, I mean, I'm, I'm way, I'm, well, I'm going to say old school. I'm 150 flat out. That's, that's, that's the Pokemon for me. I can extend to the next 250 as well with Pokemon Gold and Silver. But that's as far as I go. Like, with, like being... I'm biased to those kind of Pokemon. But also the start, the new start Pokemon as well. That's always good. Because everyone likes the new start Pokemon. And they're always usually yeah. well done, so... Yeah. Um, I think a lot of thought goes into it. But, yes. but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I'm, you know... I'm just really, really, I'm really, 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 really excited. I'm really yes. excited. Yes, because uh, he did. Because I did mention. Because I was reading some articles on it and everything, uh, and he said he basically what he wants to do with this game is bridge the gap, the language barrier between all Pokemon players. So I'll be interested to see what comes out of that. Yeah, because um, even for because I don't know whether you guys know, and depending on when you're listening, but it, but Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow are out in the eShop now. For a tenner in euro, and um, nice. uh, which can transfer to Pokebank, and those languages um, have been expanded to nine different languages. Cool. So, you know, in terms of kind of complex Chinese and traditional Chinese and simplistic Chinese or something like that. Um, but either way, there's there's a huge kind of variety in terms of languages for the old school games, which I think will be really interesting to see yeah. how much they get mm-hmm. for that. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm really excited to see what kind of the rest of the twentieth kind of anniversary will hold for us. I hope, I hope they bring back a bit of everything. I really hope they just yeah. kind of grab something from all of them and just bring it all into one. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Basically, like I, like I don't know about you, but I want them to bring back the Poker Walker thing. Do you remember that from Diamond? Yeah, no, um, that was from um, Soul that? Silver and yeah. Heart Gold. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, no, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. You're like... I want I, I want it to integrate into Pokemon Go. Yeah, that's the well, that's another thing as well, isn't it? I want it to integrate into Pokemon. I want Pokemon Go so badly. Yeah, I do. like, but the thing is, I'd be the laziest trainer ever. I'd just like 
wait till one walks past my house. I won't go looking for them. <laughs> like, yeah. Question. Go for um, it. Favorite Pokemon? Blastoise, hands down. Nora? Sorry. Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry, yep. sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, probably Bulbasaur. You see, I have like I have like okay. a selection of like okay. three, three to five that I kind of I can't like. Bul- Bulbasaur was my starter, and kind of where my heart lies. Okay. Like, 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 I'm certain that if you ever did like an emotional biopsy of me, it would be like you know, family, friends, partner, and then Bulbasaur would take up like <laughs> would take up like ninety percent, and everybody else would be sharing the extra kind of ten. You know. Yeah. Um. Like, like, I, like, I'm pretty, like, I'm, I'm far too emotionally attached to Bulbasaur as a character. I don't know why. I'm just, you know, that's that's just kind of where my heart is with it. Um. <laughs> So that so favorite I don't know I don't know what's my favorite but I do have a, like, I think it's a hard question for all Pokemon players like there's yeah. so many and there's so many different but, games you could probably say your favorite from each game I, I like like I get very attached to my team so do I like I kind of almost have the same team in every Pokemon game I play and I kind of if I don't have at least one of them that I like kind of like I don't really like to play it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I like to swap out my teams, but I become a very, like, I go through a journey. I go through a process. Yeah, I get I, I get involved. Like, it's, you know, it becomes very emotional yeah. for me. I mean, I mean, for me personally, unless I have a, um, a Golem, uh, a Pidgeot, Blastoise, or a Charizard, and there's probably a few more that I can't think of, a Dragonite, if I don't have any of, at least one of those in my party, I don't feel like I'm enjoying the game. I need one of those in my party to make me complete yeah. while playing Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I feel you. Yeah. I do. I feel you. I Nothing so. against Bulbasaur as well. Venusaur's all right. He's just not a giant turtle with cannons on his back. Yeah, just, apparently the, the the Blastoise cannons can shoot through steel. Yeah. The hell. <laughs> yeah, like uh, that's and, pretty cool. He's, he's yeah, I was with a... cannons. Like. Yeah. He, uh, they had a death battle between uh, on the. You guys watch Screw Attack? Uh, death battle. They get different fictional characters to fight against each other, and they use they do the research to find out who would win. Oh, that's and, brilliant! Oh yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, the, the YouTube series, uh, and they they've been doing it for a while. Like they they'll take TV show, you know, look at famous, you know, uh, anime characters or video game characters, make them fight against each other, and they had a, a battle royale between Charizard, Blastoise, Venusaur. Oh, okay. And uh, they were they're doing research, and uh, Blastoise's cannons can shoot water so powerful, like cuts through steel. And that's a real thing. We use like high, like you know, really really high powered water guns that cut through steel like, like a laser. Yeah. And uh, I was like, damn. <laughs> I forgot who won the battle. I might have been Blastoise. I think it, it must uh, be. Like... Yeah, because he, he can protect himself pretty easily, and his cannons can shoot him, you know for a really long range. Yeah. But yeah. Um, my Pokemon, because the last Pokemon game I legitimately played was Ruby. That was a while ago. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I really enjoyed Ruby, even though a lot of the Pokemon games kind of repeat themselves in terms of, you know, the things, the tasks you do, how the gameplay kind of is. But mm. I had a lot of fun with it. I think the visuals are great. And my go-to Pokemon was Blaziken. Love me okay. and Blaziken. 
Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's, no. it's great. I, yeah. Yep. I'm okay um, with that. And I my mean, usual we... pack was. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go. Like, like, like my usual pack of Pokemon, I would have that uh, Tropus, something like that. It's this grass dragon looking Pokemon. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, he's he not, can fly. Is that like the gecko and... starter? One? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very like he he looks like a, like a tree, but with like a giraffe head. And uh, there was that one. Uh, what was it called? Damn, I forgot what it was called. It was like uh, once I evolved it, it was pretty damn intimidating. It was a uh, it was a steel uh, ground kind of Pokemon. It had like and it had like giant rhinoceros horns. Um, that was pretty cool, pretty dangerous. And then oh, uh, is that Rhydon? Maybe. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, oh. I, I know what you're talking about. It, yeah. it was a it was a, a new a newly introduced Pokemon. Oh, okay. And then, Sorry. And then I, of course I would definitely capture Rayquaza and the that the legendary Pokemon on Ruby, the Grudon, whatever. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of cheap though. I mean, like, yeah, I just ca- I just keep all the legendary Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, like like that's the thing as well. Like you get through the game and you get the legendary Pokemon. You're like, well, kind of have to use it now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's big and legendary and fancy. It's a bitch and a half to capture Rayquaza, and uh, because I can't, I don't use my Master Ball on him. I save that for Latios or whatever, the one that keeps running away and okay. really hard to find. Yeah, because yeah, 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 because it will run away if you don't, if you don't do it quick. So I just Master Ball him instantly, and then, and then when I go get Rayquaza, I just have to like reload, load over and over again, throwing a fuck ton of Ultra Balls at him, whatever you know. You see, we we as trainers understand the pain of saving before, or at least when before, like in the older generations, the task of saving before you clicked on a legendary Pokemon to enter the battle, so you could just yep. resave and go again. Oh yeah, yeah. The pain. Like, like I I can't remember which one it is, but the one that had like Enti and Sukine, and I think it was you know I think it was Crystal, where they would just appear randomly after oh. a while in the game. Um. And that was that was a nightmare because you could be you know you could be going home to visit your mom, and you could walk into a field on the way to like the first town in the game, and it would just appear. Oh yeah, and I remember like, that. Weird. Like it was like that's impossible so to get them because it was all completely random. At some oh, point, you'll meet them once, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had NT following me around for a while. My RNG was just broken, and okay. um, and it was um, but every time you know, he appeared, I went to try and, you know, you know, ultra ball him or try to, you know, put him to sleep or something like that to make it easier. And he would just run away. So yeah. like, like those were super, like when they began to become RNG based and where it wasn't a case of saving before you entered that big moment just became a real pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys ever just game shark a game? I <laughs> No, did. I never did that. I did before when I was younger. Oh yeah, like like you know I I I know very few people who you know who haven't done the Missingo trick. You know. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where you go to the island, you run up and down the coast for a little bit, you find Missingo. There was there was a whole path you had to do to get yeah, to. Yeah, I remember. I remember it. <laughs> I remember it fondly. I do. I remember it fondly. Uh, Laura, I don't remember if I told you and Jeremy this a while back when we when we when we were first talking about Pokemon. Um, but I tell you about my whole because my my brother would game shark the shit out of our old Pokemon Blue and Red, and 
uh, did I tell you about the time like where I had I had the most bizarre Pokemon evolution happen? No. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, in case I didn't say it before, but like, um, so, oh yeah, and then it's, it's still there actually. Um, so a while back, I'm 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 a little kid. I knew my brother had Game Shark this Pokemon Red. We have two Pokemon Reds because I guess he wanted one that wasn't hacked the hell, and. So we're playing, I'm playing it, and I have a, I have a Zapdos, right? A Zapdos, whatever. And uh, I keep fighting, you know, Pokemon in the game, whatever. I'm, I'm overpowered as shit. I have like 80 Master Balls, 100 Rare Candies, right? Um, you know, what have you. All, all in Pokemon level 100. And I'm screwing around, and then all of a sudden, it's a Zapdos is evolving. I'm like, what? Well, Zapdos wait. is evolving? <laughs> yeah. And then okay. guess what it turns into? It turns into a Kangaskhan. What? Yeah, I'm not even kidding. By the way, it's still there. Um, <laughs> it turned into a fucking wow. Kangaskhan, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" And it, it still could fly. Everything it still had the ability to fly, and I was like, "Wow, this is how you know you really fucked up your game." <laughs> and then uh, you know, you, you guys remember Pokemon Stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. I um, I plug it in, and it's it's Zapdos is a fucking Kangaskhan still. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I, I want I want you to try and grab us a screenshot of that of uh, your of your of your kind next of time next time I uh, I can do that would be whenever I visit my uncle because what ha- what ended up happening is my brother sold all of our old Nintendo shit all of our Game yeah. Boys Game Boy games N sixty four Super Nintendo yeah so to, to my uncle and so whenever we call visit my uncle we can play it there we, oh, we can see. play our okay, old fashioned old time no not Oof. at all. And it, surprisingly, a lot of it still works. And because he, he had done it so he can get money to get a GameCube. This is like, you know, a long time ago. And so I was there last Christmas and playing uh, all kinds of old school games with my, with my brothers and my little cousin. And uh, we, were, uh, we were trying to play, uh, you know, a bunch of GoldenEye Mario Party games. And then Pokemon Stadium, which had the, the most ridiculously addictive mini games, right? Oh, God, and, the mini games. Uh, oh. So much fun. Yes. Can't beat the mini games, <laughs> and uh, oh, and then I found you guys. Do you guys remember Game Boy Camera? Oh God, yeah, I remember that. Do yeah. I? Do I watch? Yeah, I I have that, and uh, we still have it, and we plugged it in, and it's bizarre to see all kinds of uh, the you know we, our, our, our pictures were still saved from like a long ass time ago when when like uh, I was still in like middle school or something. And yeah, it was just bizarre looking back. These memories are so preserved, and all the Pokemon games are still preserved. Looking back at it, and it's just like, yep, uh, yeah. piece of history right there. But next oh, time I get I get back, I'll definitely like send you a picture. Of yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah, I need to see I, this. I, I, yeah, we definitely like definitely need to see this because <laughs> that thing that sounds immense. Uh, I'd laugh. <laughs> right. I laugh if it was a real thing, like secret. Is that not actually evolves into Kangaskhan? Like... <laughs> yeah, and it's just something that they haven't released yet, but has been in the source code for years. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, look, I think that's it for this episode of the podcast. Yeah, we could talk about Pokemon I... for hours. We could, <laughs> but there are only so many hours in the day. True. Etc. Etc. So I would like to thank my guests, Nova. Yes, thank you for and, having me again. Appreciate it. And I would like to thank Eric. Hey, thank you. And you can find Nova Ash. Oh, uh, the Nova Blue three five three uh, on Twitter and Twitch. Best places to find me. And you can find Eric Ash. Uh, Dankkushlord at dot wordpress dot com. <laughs> uh, I I have one blog post set up, 
so far. Uh, whoop, whoop. I intend to, uh, I guess, soon have a next one up. Yeah. Awesome. And I was your host at Miss Laura Fagan. Um, that's my Twitter handle. You can go and find me there. You can read my stuff on the Movist. Um, you can contact us if you would like to share any comments or complaints or telling us we're lovely or that we're not so lovely at Nubist or at podcast.nubist.com. There we go. That would, that would be the correct email. Um, please, if you liked this on wherever you're watching us, give us five stars, like, comment, subscribe, and do whatever you need to do to spread the Nubist love. And until next time, we shall talk to you all soon. Bye. 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 Bye.